Autofocus, uh, the podcast where you can get your daily fix of just random talk. Uh, today's actually a special episode. We have our good friend Jacob with us today to talk more about filming and filmmaking as well as directors. So, Jacob, if you want to say hi. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? So, Glad to be on. Yes, Jacob is our first guest, so it is, is really our first special episode with the guest. And as as we were talking about, we're going to be talking about filmmaking. So, Jacob, who is your, who would you say is your favorite filmmaker, director? Well, um, my f- favorite filmmaker is, uh, he's very consistent with all of his movies. All of his movies I love, and every time they just make me, like, go, dang, I want to be a filmmaker, and I want to, I want to, I love film. And that that got to be Christopher Nolan because he he just redefines all of the, you know the the genre of everything that he does. You know he does a heist movie with Inception, and you like, you're like, what just happened? And uh, it it just it really he really does uh take it to the next level with every every film he does. So yeah, he would definitely be my favorite. Yeah, I think he's he's also the top in like um storytelling in general because he he does he does every single thing well between him and his brother writing the story um and then going out with the story directing it and really really taking the turn on the audience with storytelling. I think he does everything right in that respect. Mm-hmm. A lot of his yeah, movies Oh, sorry. You can go. No, 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 no. no. I was just yeah. agreeing. Yeah. A lot of his movies are really intricate. Like for example, Inception that that really makes you think. Yeah, a lot a lot of yeah. a lot of great filmmakers have to make you think and you watch it more than once and you just get you get hooked on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for for my requirements of 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 a good movie is does it make me care and um does it is it original? And mm-hmm. every single time he he makes me care and it's so original so it it just it really does um it does check out with every single one of his movies tenet i i'm so excited to rewatch it at home i don't know if you guys saw it but i didn't get to see so it so hard so hard to hear in the theaters like what was uh what everybody was saying so it made the movie a lot more confusing so if he if he could have fixed that I'm sure I'm gonna love the movie a hundred times more watching it at home. But um, yeah, it was definitely hard to follow because his mind, you know, it just like it thinks in a different way while creating movies. He just he really does not only reinvent the genre that he's doing, but the the storytelling side of of films, and it 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 makes you think, which makes you care. And it's always original. So, yeah, he'd definitely be my number one um, up on the list. Yes, someone call him. A, some would call him a modern pioneer of the filmmaking industry. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely um, changed the the playing field. Everybody's kind of like, well, Christopher Nolan's uh, the Batman. You know, I don't know if anybody's gonna live the Batman up that way. Yeah. Which, you know it's crazy. Great series. Oh my god. It's that. it's but uh, what great what makes it great? Sorry, that was so bad. Um <laughs> what makes it great is that 
you could watch any of those films as a standalone film because there there's um there's character arcs he brings you into the protagonist's life and you get emotionally invested and that that's how well he makes he makes the films because he can make a series of films but he would make them so well that you would get emotionally invested into them and you could watch them alone without having to watch the other ones yeah he definitely did a great job with the dark knight that's like definitely top five favorite movies of all time for me yeah because it's just like the the storytelling side of it and how he makes like the jokers kind of plan you're kind of like what how how are they gonna how are they gonna fix this and some superhero movies it would kind of be a little too cringy in the way that they fix it like oh they randomly had this thing that they didn't have the entire time but it's just that always Joker's one step ahead of him mm-hmm. and and Batman gets the upper hand the the last time. And it's like it just makes you not cringe during the movie and you go, Wow, that was a really great movie and everything made sense, you know? Mm-hmm. I like so, the way he portrayed uh yeah. Joker in that series. Like they don't go like kind of cartoony or like the with the suicide squad joker. He was just weird. But like he, yeah, he's like didn't do good. He's like kind of, you know, crazy. You could he he's, psych- he's psychotic he, and yeah. deserves to be in a medical hospital. Like you, you can really mm-hmm. see the emotions on him. And I, I wouldn't even call the Joker an antagonist. That he's just an instigator almost. Yeah, it really he Heath Ledger did such a great job um, portraying him. I heard that he like locked himself in a in a hotel room for like two weeks to be like so crazy and just get the joker laugh down and dude tell me that joker laugh is not the best one you've ever heard yeah Joaquin phoenix did did all right but the mm-hmm. i can't even do an impression of him because it's just no, way too good no one plays yeah. the joker better than him He's yeah just great I, th- I think every everyone agrees on that mm-hmm. and even if you haven't seen the film, you kind of just agree with everybody else. So Christopher Nolan, definitely, he, he hits you every time. Most of his movies, I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch it right now. And then you turn on the TV in the first 10 minutes of it. You're like, oh, my gosh, I'm watching all of his movies right now. Because mm-hmm. it's just like you, he has like this certain style that you kind of just can't get enough of for me. Mm-hmm. That may not be the same for everybody. I just like uh, I can't get enough of him. Yeah, and uh, can't wait to see what he does does next. But um, to be honest, what I think he should do next, since he's done action, um, he's done heist, he's done um, drama with a uh, memento, and like magic kind of with the prestige sci-fi with the prestige yeah you're right um so i want to see what he would do for comedy like to be honest that would be such a an awesome thing oh like to see him do yeah. like uh, like a drama comedy i i think he'd do really great in that drama in that drama in that category yeah for sure because you just you don't know until you see it. So I wouldn't know if 
he would be great at it, but um, he'd definitely redefine what romance movies are and like kind of change it in a way that you still define it as a romance movie. And uh, yeah, that kind of leads into my, my next up on my list. Um, and I don't know if you guys know this, but my favorite movie is directed by this guy. Uh, the Christopher Nolan movies are all great, but this one movie kind of just, I, I love it so much. Um, and that's the movie La La Land. Yeah. Directed by Damien Chazelle. Oh, I haven't seen that movie. Ben, Dude. you have to see it. It is, it is an amazing movie that really, it, it takes you for a turn because of the rhythm and the score and it's, it's a musical, but like so much better than just a musical. Yeah. It really, he redefined what a musical is because it was more than just a musical. It was like such a, such a hard story about how like you can't have romance and you can't have, you can't have romance and a job. You can't like have your everything. Dream job. You can't have everything. You you can't have your cake and eat it too. It's it's such a like you get so invested in the characters. You love Ryan Gosling and you love Emma Stone together and it's just like and then he breaks your heart. <sighs> yeah, he breaks your heart into a million pieces, which it it's so nice. It's something so fresh and uh <laughs> To be honest, it should have won and almost won at the Oscars. But then uh, they're like, nope, actually, <laughs> the Oscar goes to the other people. So Damien Chazelle, he has um, really, he I've only seen three of his movies and he has four movies. Um, Guy Madeline on a Park Bench, uh, La La Land, Whiplash, which, oh my gosh. So good. Whiplash and um really got him started. He made that movie just so he can make La La Land, I heard. Um which that, that's funny. I was that, like, that's Hollywood. If that's great. a bridge movie. If that's a bridge movie, I'm oh, man. That's Hollywood. And then for you. First Man Yeah, for sure. First Man was like really slow, but it was so character driven and so emotional not his best work his best work is obviously la la land for me but first man is a is a good watch for for a good filmmaker i, w- I wouldn't say if your friend is over um watch this movie with him because it's going to be a, a slow burn mm-hmm. um but that's why he's not my favorite director but he uh he's definitely up there top two or three i couldn't decide between the next guy who is the great Edgar Wright. And I'll I'll tell you, Edgar, he, everybody like now defines a certain style of editing and shooting something, the Edgar Wright style, where you, you quick zoom in and you have quick cuts. Um, him and Baby Driver and... Shaun of the Dead, uh, Hot Fuzz, World's End, oh, Scott Pilgrim. I love I oh, loved Hot Fuzz. Yeah, love. Scott Pilgrim oh, that was, was so movie, good. Yeah. yeah, he um he really he does. It, he doesn't redefine. He has a similar style, 
throughout his movies. And you're always like, well, I want to see a rom-com in that style. Yeah, it is so high-paced. And it does it in a way that's like almost comical, Mm -hmm. but you take it serious. So it's not one of those like cringy because you can tell there's something different about him Mm -hmm. and his comedy with his like he has like physical great physical comedy which just um a lot lot of gore and a lot of like it's it's almost like dark comedy like with with hot fuzz they're they're shooting they're shooting up a town of people that are kind of that have made their own like killing clan but you're laughing the Mm -hmm. whole time because edits of these funny shots that, that he's getting as they're shooting up a town. Like, yeah, it's definitely a comedy. And then, and then when Bravey Driver came out, everybody was like, oh, uh, uh, like a driving heist movie. That's cool. And then it got like super dark. And you're like, well, I really haven't seen the side of him. You've seen it in some of his movies, but like he really went all out and did something different. To be honest, in Baby, Baby Driver, the first two acts were absolutely fabulous i didn't enjoy the third act for me as much but scott pilgrim i'd say is my favorite movie by him and it's just it's uh it's great and so it's just like almost anime he uh he did this thing where you he if the actors blinked in the shot he would redo it so that they didn't blink and then he like said later he's like yeah, guys, I probably could have done that digitally, but you know, would have taken, wouldn't have been as fun um, telling you guys. Oh, we got to redo it because uh, he he blinked. But dude, Edgar Wright will um, will definitely change your uh, your perspective on certain types of movies, and it's a certain type of action that I'm in love with every every single time I. I fall in love again um, with Edgar Wright. So, yeah, definitely you guys who are listening, listen, uh, watch uh, Shaun of the Dead, Scott Pilgrim, and Baby Driver, Hot Fuzz. And, all all uh, of his movies. Yeah, just yeah, they're all watch, great. Binge all of his movies right now because they are they are immaculate. So, um, yeah, that's a uh, that's that's. In my second or third spot, next up, it, it it really is hard for me between these two, and they are they are such different styles. I'll tell you, I really like having fresh fresh different directors that have their own styles. So like, mm-hmm. this this guy does this certain thing, and that's the that's the Edgar Wright type of movie. That's the Christopher Nolan type of movie, and then. There's the Quentin Tarantino type yeah. of movie. Oh man, he really he he is violent with his movies, and that's just like it 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 gets a little funny sometimes without him really trying. He doesn't realize that in the way that um, Edgar Wright does it is you're like obviously this is on purpose, but. Um, yeah, he, it's sometimes it, it's funny because of how gory it is. Yeah. Um and you're just mm-hmm. like I can't believe this is happening right now. Um and a, yeah. a lot of people, a lot of white people saying the n-word. Yeah. He yeah, yeah, he doesn't hold back in his movies. I I which almost is, is, I is almost, great, you know. 
I almost believe um, the Django Unchained was an excuse for him to make people white people say the N-word. <laughs> uh, I think it's a little more than that, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you could say that. And uh, he he said in an interview, he's like, to be honest, I really just want when people go to the movies to have a good watch and like to be entertained the entire time. And for me, when a movie of his is on, I'm not going to take my eyes off because there's so much action or the way he does his scenes. You're kind of just like, yeah, I'm I'm not going to stop watching this right now because um, it's it's too good to look away. Um, and it's not bad enough for me to shut it off. You know, mm-hmm. it's just that that perfect style where I'm going to I'm going to watch his movie and I'm not going to be like on my phone. So, yeah, it's a perfect um, balance he creates. Yeah, where and plus his movies aren't confusing. They have a set in. Well, to be honest, some some of his movies are like the timelines are like. Wait, what? <laughs> like, Pulp Go Fiction back. has a totally... Yeah. <laughs> Rewind that, please. Um, But not all the time, so that's what makes it a good watch. And then the other guy I was debating is, I mean, obviously one of the biggest directors slash producers of all time, and that's Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, name a movie he hasn't worked on... <laughs> He pretty much formed the eighties. Yeah, eighties was especially with movies. Holy cow! He he owned the eighties, nineties. He really did um did almost everything. Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones. Um, I see him as the as as one of the biggest blockbuster directors. Oh yeah, you Jaws and oh my gosh, I guaranteed you've seen one of his films. Yeah, there's there's not one person that like has if you've watched movies in your life, you've watched a Steven Spielberg, even if you didn't know it, because Back to the Future isn't directed by him, but that's produced by him. And that's like that has a signed sealed stamp saying this is a Steven Spielberg like movie where he made sure that this was a good movie, you know, so it he really there's nothing like I'm going to say about like him redefining the genre because he was like there first, you know, he was like that blockbuster guy where you just like every movie of his, not all, not all of his movies. Cause he's made so many are great, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the biggest ones you just name off. And those are bound to be on a lot of people's like top five movies, you know, mm-hmm. A lot of people have like Indiana Jones and and Jaws and um, Gremlins and stuff like that on their on their top five list because he's just he's kind of done basically all of the '80s classics and a lot of the movies that you you have seen. So I had to put him on there because you know yeah, it's he, just what what's he's, what's he's the an point influential of about directors, you know. He's an influential yeah. director. Yeah. Yeah. You're, I mean, who wouldn't want even whatever style it is, you can put Steven Spielberg on it because he's done literally. He's done every, so many. Every style he's done. So I, I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't doubt for a second that he'd be a great producer for almost any movie. Um, so that's why he's just, you know, he's Steven Spielberg. So, yeah. All right. Um, next up, a uh, director that most people don't know the name of, um, but I think some people have seen a, seen one of his films at least, and that's uh, Aladdin, the new remade version of Aladdin, which, uh, to be I, honest, I is my like favorite. It. Wow. How dare you? Because I, I like, that was my favorite Disney remake so far. I like the old Aladdin so much. I haven't seen well, it. Well, yeah, the, new one. the old Aladdin is definitely a classic with uh, Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. And uh, but oh yeah, this guy's name is Guy Ritchie, and not all of his movies are bangers. Not all of them, and I'll admit that that's why he's lower on the list. Um, Aladdin's very sele- subjective because it's one of those. Disney remakes where a lot of people are attached to those those um older ones. If it was a standalone movie, oh my gosh. Definitely people would be saying great things about it, but you know, it's attached to the Robin Williams mm-hmm. Aladdin, so it's kind of uh mm-hmm. hard to let that down. Just like uh Joker with uh with Joaquin Phoenix and then Heath Ledger, it's hard to let it down, but you can appreciate it for what it is, you know. Yeah, um, you, you see a shadow over the film. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but he did a great job on Sherlock Holmes. Everything about that movie was just great. The directing of it, um, Robert Downey Jr.'s performance in it, I just it was it was so great and fast paced, and you know, you, you're like him discovering things. You're like it's a fun watch, and um the clothing he he's probably the director that i think of in in mind where like they spend the most time on these little details in their movies he would go to mind um because he's done he's done some stuff where there's like little details that he like whether it be clothing to the color grade that he has on there the camera that he's using it's he he pays attention to those details and that's what i like about his movies so yeah he's not my favorite director but he's definitely on the list um and another director that is great but he's not as high on the list because i've only seen a couple of his movies and they weren't like my favorite movies of all time they're like redefining everything but they were like good for what they were um is ryan coogler the director of black panther creed um creed 2 i'm drawing a blank on other movies that he's done but those are his three biggest movies that he's he's worked on and those those Um, are some great movies yeah creed oh man so good i was scared i was like rocky They've done enough of those movies. They need to make a spin-off movie now. But oh man, it's like it's its own thing and it it lives up. And Creed 2 is not as good, but I still loved uh, a lot a, a lot of the stuff about it. And Black Panther, I mean, got nominated for the first Marvel movie to get nominated for an uh a motion greatest motion picture of the year. Um to be honest, 
I didn't think it deserved best picture, like best picture nomination. It wasn't my favorite Marvel movie, but it was it was great. It was really great, and I um I tried watching Black Panther twice, and both times I've fallen <laughs> asleep right around the same time. I've never finished the movie. Well, yeah, it's it's a Marvel movie, so it's like it's got those Marvel characteristics where Kevin Feige's like this has got to happen. So it's not a standalone thing where he can put whatever he wants in it, but he's a great director with the resources mm-hmm. that he has. And he, he's more of a franchise kind of thing where, you know, did Rocky and then he did Marvel. So I'd love to see him do more. He's doing black Panther too. Don't know how they're going to do that. Um, sad that uh, Chadwick had to, had to leave us. Yeah. But... I don't, I don't think they should do black Panther too. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, I I was like... It wouldn't feel right. Yeah, I think they're, like, thinking about making Shuri, like, the Black Panther, but I'm like, if that wasn't the plan originally, please don't make it, because I'd Mm -hmm. rather you not, like, make this workaround because he's gone. Mm -hmm. Leave Black Panther for what it was. Um, That's my opinion, but they're probably not... They're not listening to me, and... uh, They're they're looking at the cash bags. Yeah, so, Mm -hmm. but I know Ryan Coogler will do his best with what he has, because he usually does. Um, Next up, this guy, he really, really, I don't know why I said Guy Ritchie pays attention to detail over this guy, because, oh my gosh, this guy did a hundred takes on the social network, Um, the first opening dialogue. Um, they did a hundred times and wow. then they used the hundredth take and his name is David Fincher. He's so great. He works a lot with uh, this guy named Aaron Sorkin, who's a, who's a really great writer. One of his newest movies is uh, the trial of the Chicago seven. Oh, my, um, my dad, my dad and my brother just watched that. I was too tired yeah. to watch it. It's probably going to be one of the Oscar nominations because they're doing the Oscars for some reason this year. Um, doesn't make sense because uh, what? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't probably think talk. Ab- probably talk about that later. Um, yeah, he's he's really doesn't leave you down a lot of the times. I can only think of Aaron Sorkin movies, so I can name off some of the Aaron Sorkin movies. Um, uh, Moneyball, Steve Jobs, um, The Social Network. So a lot of like true stories um, is where Aaron Sorkin kind of su- succeeds. But David Fincher, man, he really, he does, he does well every time I watch him. He just doesn't make all, all movies that are like, ah, oh, yeah, I love this movie. Social Network. Yeah, I love that movie. Top 15 of, of my favorite movies. Um but he's not he's not my uh he's not my favorite director. That's why he's he's uh he's down there. And um then uh then the last one I have he actually went to our school. He was he was a graduate of uh Washingtonville High School. Oh, I think I know who that is. I th- I thought it was really cool. His name is James Mangold, and uh, he directed Logan. He directed 
I don't think he directed a Mission Impossible, but he did. Um, what was the other movie? Ford v Ferrari. I'm actually watching that again tomorrow. Oh my god, I loved that movie. That was such a I great know, right? movie. Oh man, um, three. Like it made you feel like you were. Yeah, it was, there. Oh yeah, it was definitely a good movie. Along With Christian Bale. It, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Christian Bale, and then on top of that, Matt Damon, and you're like, um. Yes, please. Uh, yeah, I, I I have a special place in my heart for Matt Damon. So any movie with him, I'll uh, I'll end up watching. Oh, I think oh I skipped over someone that was uh, over. So I'll save him after this. But James Mangold, um, he he really he he's great. I I don't know what to say about him. Logan is such a great movie. Wolverine is such a great movie. Ford v Ferrari is such a great movie. Those are the three that I can name off in my head. I haven't seen 310 to Yuma. Should probably watch that. But yeah, those, all of them, they're exactly what he, the movie needed. He he performed on that. And I actually heard that he is, they're doing uh, another, a last Indiana Jones. Um, I don't know if it's going to be with old Harrison Ford or like a new person. But he's going to direct that. And I think what that movie is going to need, he's going to deliver. And um, that's that's why he's on the list. I I really wouldn't put him last because he is such a great director. But, um, yeah, I, I kind of – this is a rough list. This isn't my uh, for sure list. Somewhere up there in the four to tens is this last guy that I have on the list. Um, and he directed the Oceans movies. He directed, um, uh, what's the movie called? It's uh, it's like the one of the most rewatched movies at the start of 2020. And it was uh, about a virus starting and it was, it was really great and made me care and it was very original. Um, and the Oceans movies, oh my gosh. So, yeah, those are great. So movies. great. I, I recently I, showed I, Ben um, the first Oceans 11. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was yeah. such a good movie. Yeah. It was so intricate. And you're like, this is so fun to watch because, like, they're robbing it. And you're I like, know. You, every detail that they're trying to figure out. And then when they're robbing it, you're like, I already know they're not getting stumped right now because they planned out everything. And I'm watching them perform it and, like, the. The guy's reacting to like, well, we just robbed you, so um, <laughs> suck it. You know, like, it's just so funny. Um, and it's so, oh, man, I don't know what else I can say about it, except for it's so great. And I don't know if you guys have seen this, but if you love the Oceans movies, watch this movie called Logan Lucky with Daniel Craig, um, Shanning Tatum, Adam Driver. Oh, my gosh. Great cast already and it's a it's another heist movie they rob um the nascar like racing um place or whatever and it's it's definitely like another oceans movie but it's like it's different in the way that he does it so hmm. yeah definitely give that a watch so that's that's my list of directors that are on my radar something that comes out from them i'm like well i'm gonna give that a watch because it's just they those are 
the directors that you you talk to me about them and I'll talk to you forever about them. So I we don't always have forever, but I I'm in love with them. So I love in love with all of them. So yeah. I mean, do you guys have any filmmakers that you wanna add in? Do you think I missed? No, but I I'd like to add Yeah. I think you covered the I'd great like to one. I'd like to ask you two a question. What it's kind of, it's kind of protruding to our theme of filmmaking um what is your dream camera to film on or to take photos with ooh I, right now i'd say um the alexa camera they look so great i mean that that's what i want but in realism of like where i could get soon i'd say like the red dragon or the red raven because those are those are always good for such great quality Mm -hmm. so yeah i think Mm -hmm. um yeah you go ben Ben. um okay uh well for film like i'd have separate ones for like film and photography but like for filming i think my absolute dream one would be an imax yeah why did i forget about that IMAX cameras are, I actually think that they were only used for like documentaries. And then Christopher Nolan was like, hey, what if we use this in a movie? And they're like, um, why did we not think of that? <laughs> and then now everybody's <laughs> like, well, we got to throw an IMAX shot in there somewhere. So it's like, oh mm-hmm. man, shoot. But it's so expensive. Like every shot that you have, so expensive. So. And that's why it's yeah, a dream camera. Definitely a dream camera. And I forgot about the photography. Mm-hmm. For me, on photos, I'd say the Canon 1DX Mark III or whatever the new one is. Because it, it's got a great um, shooting rate. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I would put one of the Canon EOS R5s or whatever. Because those are more like vloggy cameras. I wouldn't take pictures with them. So, yeah, that's that's definitely mm-hmm. it. Yeah, um, for me, I for filming, um, I'd love if I had money, I get, I get a red with the whole red package, probably like a Gemini. If I had money, like lots of money, yeah. I get the whole red package for filming. Yeah, realistic, they great. they definitely deliver. Yeah. yeah, realistically, um, I would get. The not the Canon, the Sony A7S three, because oh it, yeah it it's um it night, jeez, it's nighttime exposure is just so great. You can shoot one hundred and twenty frames in four K at like seventeen thousand ISO with not a single like grain of noise, and it's it's just beautiful oh. with all those twelve megapixels, is great for filmmaking. Um, yeah. And photography, I think I'd go with, um, the Canon, I think I'd go with the Canon, um, either R5 or R6, whichever has the 46 megapixels, because I, the R5, I think, um, yeah, because it just has, it looks so great, um, especially with the higher, with the larger megapixels and the larger sensor, um, it takes beautiful photos. Yeah, I've seen some great reviews on it. People are saying the whole overheating thing 
The only thing that shies me away is if I wanted to take videos on there, I heard that shooting in 4K takes a stupid amount of time to edit. Mm -hmm. It like your your spinny wheel thing on your Mac will like go off. It's like you'll probably be sitting there for an hour after like every 30 minutes. Those are that's one review that I I watched so he may just have a bad version of it, and I'm not hating on them. Canon, oh, man, my brother has a C100, I think. Yeah, the Canon C100. That's a great cinema camera. And, great, great starter oh, yeah. cinema camera, I'd say. If if you're not gonna get yeah, a Black he, Magic, he get really a camera is. like C100, C200. Yeah, try to get the C300 because I mean that's the newest one, and it's gonna give you better quality than the C100 think when he bought it the c100 was like the second version i think the c200 was out um just trying to save a couple bucks you know mm-hmm. and it it really does perform great the short films that we've made together dude so great um you guys should definitely go check him out uh, i think it's at jesse makes movies on instagram we just posted a new one um forgot what it's called but i'm in it so <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a great camera. So that's definitely a starter one um, for people watching this uh, or listening. Definitely um, Canon in the realms of that because they, they do deliver. But that Sony A7S Mark III is a, is a really great one too. It's a, po- so, it's a pocket oh. cinema. Some would say better than the Blackmagic Ursa cameras. <laughs> Yeah, I it definitely it, it's up there. Um, I haven't seen side by sides, and I I haven't had them in my hand, which really does decide it all for me. Mm-hmm. Is um, when it's in my hands, but yeah. So those those are uh, those are some great cameras. But did you guys uh you guys uh check in on the Techtober? releases did you guys see any of that that stuff no i didn't um i didn't check in on cameras i was mainly i was mainly looking at all the new tech in like uh the smartphone world and the laptop world oh yeah yes yeah with the um the iphones and the magsafe and stuff like that there iPhone 12's camera quality oh, is really good. Like for for, 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 a for phone, Apple, it's good, but like there are better cameras on phones. It's just Android. Yeah, I to, in my opinion, mm-hmm. I think the iPhone 12 is better than my my DSLR. I, it it really does. It does over um, drive it, which really stinks because might as well just go and get myself a phone where I can do other things plus take videos but um i do like the traditional camera more in my opinion but yeah. i mean i yeah for- i can't record something on my phone uh or take pictures on my phone and call call that a photo i can i can only relate to to a dslr or a, a camera because it's the physical aspect and the physical knowing of how to set a right exposure and do every everything right. Um, when taking a photo, you're looking at histograms. You're you're editing it right, and I think that all comes back to being a great photographer. 
And I, I don't think the iPhone doing mm-hmm. everything for you just takes away the experience. Yeah, you really, you really I won't. Know. I learn, think a lot yeah. of people are photographers. I think a lot of people are photographers just for the the feeling. You're, you're creating you art, doing basically. It. Like it's really hands on. Yeah, it's hands on. It's like, and it is art. It really yeah, I is think art. I think the camera is on the iPhone. Yes, for photographers, it's gonna be great, but. Don't think that because you have the iPhone, you take a picture of your of your uh, your burrito right in front of you. It's going to be a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. You still got to put a lot of work into it, and you got to have lighting. You got to take all those things into account, and that's why, like when you see these things, you can achieve it. And they did take it with that. They're not like they're not um, screwing you mm-hmm. over, but it's like these great photographers taking it and. That's why it, it's great. So a DSLR, it you can you can really get a good photo out of anything. Mm-hmm. You take my iPhone Seven, and you you take some photos with it. Peter McKinnon could make a way better photo than I could on his uh, Canon One DX Mark Mark Three. You know because he he has more experience and he takes everything into account. So. My opinion is, as long as you're a great photographer, it doesn't matter what camera you have. But you, you honest, you do want a good camera because it does help you. But um, yeah. So yeah, Techtober was um was pretty crazy. I couldn't keep up with all of it. I'm digging the new uh the new DJI stuff with the um the new Mavic Mini two. It, it really does perform really well. Um, might have to get it because it's just so. It, it 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 really is the best drone out right now, in my opinion, for uh for photographers. Yeah. Great and low light. And, I hear uh, they're very wind. I hear them. DJI has to look out for uh, a ban on Chinese products. I don't know if that was recent or a little old. Um, but yeah, I've, I heard, I've heard of a ban too. going on Chinese products in the U.S. Like uh, the whole, the Hawaii phones, I'm pretty sure were banned I for hope. a little. Uh, Huawei. Um, Huawei. And then I think DJI was also hit with something. Um, just because they're a chi- oh. they ma- manufacture and they yeah. have R&D in China. I'm hoping that they don't really take action on it, just like with TikTok. Like, everyone was just waiting for something to happen, and it should never happen. I'm just hoping the yeah. same thing happens. <laughs> well, I want, I want their stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm not Plus, going to China they, for a drone. They got that. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely <laughs> not, because that's going to cost way more than the drone. So, But they got that new gimbal. Oh, yeah. And it's so nice. It Like, the setup process that they have for it now, dude, setting up one of their their older versions of of um gimbals you're kind of just like do i even need it anymore because there's like i i'll just get a steady shot and i'll fix it in post Mm -hmm. or something you know like i i really (laughs) i really like that they fix the whole you know you just slide it on and then it's you, you balance it quick and you put it on your phone and everything it's like all worked out for you and they have like locks on it and like presets and it it really does help um with uh you know like people who are just like well i 
don't have enough time to set up my uh, my Ronin, so mm-hmm. we're gonna have to sacrifice this sacrifice this shot. So so much money to spend, yeah. uh, but uh, conveni- it's so worth it. So convenience goes a long way because a lot of, like a lot of time is spent setting up your equipment. Making Think about sure Apple. It's set Apple up the right sells way, products on convenience. Just, just the as- oh, yeah. the aspect of mm-hmm. convenience. Like they 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 yeah. sold they they sold out part of the reason why they do so well. AirPods Max and like the first day because they pair instantly and they're noise canceling. Like that that's all convenience based. Even though it's like two hundred dollars more expensive than like the average standard great wireless. Dude, I asked for the AirPods. I, I'm using them right now and. <laughs> I'm, they're totally fine. I don't need these huge yeah. headphones. And and the AirPods no, Max I'm all right. don't turn off, which is yeah. Like that, Do I they think have that's like dumb. a charging station? No. <laughs> no the the way it turns off it looks is like you a have bra. To put it back in its dumb looking case. Oh my it, gosh. And the the headphones yeah. don't actually hold. <laughs> it's so dumb. And it it doesn't even what's turn the, off. What's the deal with like ugly products this year? Like the PS5, in my opinion, I don't even want it because he looks so ugly. Yeah. I, it looks like, ugh, looks like a, looks like a what? What do you? Yeah, call? yeah, a Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi router. router. And I don't want that next to my desk and like, um, playing video games on I it. I think the the, the Xbox the looks a lot cleaner. So. Even Xbox. Oh yeah, it, for sure. Yeah, it looks a lot cleaner, but I just think it's it's yeah. like a big chunky boy. <laughs> but yeah, I they got they're they're everybody's just looking for the new thing. I heard this could be totally wrong, but I think on the i what are we up to iPhone twelve? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next one would be iPhone mm-hmm. thirteen. They're. 13, yeah. They're probably going to yep, remove the... It might be the, th- right? the 13 or the next generation. But they... Yeah, I was like... They, they need to... In- mm-hmm. Don't it's gonna do come that. Soon. Yeah, they need to improve... That's that like the... First. Yeah. Because right now it's still slow and wire charging is a lot more fe- effective yeah, and efficient. You, the lightning port, everybody had to get used to that. Mm-hmm. And... You know, now we got to get used to, oh, do you have a wireless charger? No, I only have a lightning cable. Well, I guess I can't charge my phone now, which. Yeah, same thing like when they got rid of the headphone jack, like they're like, hey, we're going to create a problem. But then they released AirPods like here. We made a problem, but we are also offering. But that solution solution costs $150. So I I wouldn't say the AirPods are the worst. Yeah. Still, they kind of do. Are the customers by releasing something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But hey, you we can got rid solve of by this, paying one hundred and fifty dollars along with next iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> but conveniently, just so <laughs> happens that we also released our own wireless earbuds. But, that but to be honest, these phone. AirPods have changed my life. They're they're nice that that once I put them in, they pair, and it's. Oh, yeah, I, I think, used them I think we all got them around the same them. time because I got them for Christmas. Ben got them around November, um, and you got you got them. When did you get? Yeah, I got them. No, for I got them earlier. 
I'm not sure when I got them, but yeah. I don't. Hold on. I have the case Me with too. Right I have now. mine right here. I have the case for AirPods. I got, I've got my new... Uh, Same, bro. I'm <laughs> sitting my, in my closet right now. No, I'm just in my room. <laughs> Ben's but, in his recording yeah, studio. It, oh, yeah. I uh, yeah. <laughs> set up my own uh, music studio. Cause, uh, kind of working on, on music, too, um, which is pretty awesome. But, um... Yeah, yeah I so I mean tech I could go on and on the uh Insta 1RX34 whatever number <laughs> thing the the that GoPro thing yeah. the Insta 1 or whatever Oh it's Insta it's a it's a GoPro uh it's a GoPro competitor What is this? Yeah, they are definitely they're showing up GoPro and feel like this is going to be the new thing like do you have a insta 360 you know like yeah they plus they've made a this guy GoPro. showed me this guy showed me this like well, i haven't heard of he it, put so. it on a light stand and then he since it has such great stabilization he like stuck it up in the air and just ran with it and faked a drone shot wow <laughs> and it looked so it looked so real so i mean Oh yeah, it I've seen the really Insta does like it just yeah. they're they're getting convenient with with these things and like changing the whole the whole playing field, which is like changing. Do I really need tech to like make good things? Like everybody's like, no, you don't need good gear. But like, meanwhile, they're using like, you know, they're using these these big cameras. Gear does help, cameras. but you don't need. But it it shows you as yeah, a better creator help. and a better artist and a better filmmaker if you're limited. Yeah, I I really do mm. like the people that if they tell me that there's like it doesn't matter about gear, I want to see them like only you know like actually only using a phone and seeing what they can do. You know, and that's when I enjoy videos where they're like making mm-hmm. a short film with only a phone and uh. <laughs> Believe it or not, Damien Chazelle, who was on my list, he um, he made a vertical iPhone short film. It was like featured on YouTube for a while. It it was like supporting Apple, but he made this vertical short film where it's like a bunch of different genres, but it was like really good and like super high budget. And uh, you know, they were using they were using a phone, but then they were also using cranes and like explosions. So like, you know, that stuff does, that does filter me. And I'm like, well, they're using a phone, but they're using these other things. And I really want to see like the raw strip down. That's the videos I watch. So. We know it could be done too. Cause I believe all three of us here have yeah. actually given a go at it too. I mean, with we all do equipment. have cheap equipment. So, yeah. like proof, proof of concept, right? Proof, of, proof of concept, right now. This podcast is mm-hmm. being filmed on yeah. the f- our yeah. phones, and my uh, with mine AirPods. is on the the web browser because I don't have the app. So it's like, you know, it yeah. it's these workarounds that just make make filmmaking so exciting. Like, well, I don't have this, so I gotta like do this. That the whole putting that 360 on the light stand to fake a drone shot because I don't have a good drone. Mm-hmm. 
that's like a workaround because you got something and then you got to solve it. That's what that that's the enjoyment of filmmaking. But when you have like all this like crap that you that is doing it for you, like, well, I got to stabilize it. I could have gotten a stabilized shot by like giving it a little bit more time, but just fix it in post. Mm -hmm. And like it, it works and it does it, but it's not as fun and it's not filmmaking. It's not art. It's like, you know, you, Oh, design an album cover for me, but then you grab something from the internet and you just put two things on top of each other and you say you designed it. You technically did put it together, but it's like someone else did the work and like, it's not copyright. You may have gotten it from like a free stock image, but like, where's the fun in that? You know, you're not like doing anything and like, you're not being creative yourself. And that's the whole part of art is like doing it yourself and being creative and getting creative with it instead of all this doing this tech doing it for you. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's like, that's yeah. where the reward comes in too. Yeah. And then like it like comes this. out and people are like, wow, you must have shot this with like some expensive equipment. And you're like over here with your, your uh, Shibuku three, 310 camera. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, I did have some expensive equipment, but like you really didn't. And it's, it, it no one really notices most of the time. This guy, this guy faked me out. At the end of the mm -hmm. video, he's like, oh, by the way, guys, this um, this video, yeah, it was filmed on uh, what the the Canon. It, it was like far back. But it wasn't it wasn't like too. I don't know if it was the EOS R and he had been filming on like the EOS R5 for a while or something like that. But he like totally faked me out and like didn't even notice that. And that's so cool, you know. It's the it's it's a reward. I watched the I watched the YouTuber. I don't know if you guys watch Mister Who's the Boss, but he actually filmed part of the video on like a phone or something like yeah. that. Yeah, you couldn't even. Those tell. are those are like cool moments. You're like, would people really notice if I'm using an Alexa? Like, can you? Oh shoot, my uh my uh A L E X uh <laughs> um turned on when i said that i'm listening but, um, <laughs> i hear everything you're saying which uh, yeah we alexa stop <sighs> okay her she's always listening i gotta unplug her some of the times because i'm like i don't want her hearing what i'm saying but that's not what this podcast is about but um you know it it really we're getting into some like deep like topics about like the de whole debate about gear and stuff like that you know I, I at the end of the day with like all the whole gear debate and everybody's like well you know this gear does this thing and you like absolutely need this um i mean there's obvious things that you need you need a camera mm -hmm. that's first up you can't take photos without a camera but it doesn't matter what one you're using and so, yeah, at the end of the day, I'm kind of just like, you know, if you're making a film and you're, uh, you're really working hard and you're good at it, then that's all that matters. Yeah, that's all that matters. So that's, 
that's my uh, little rant about gear for, for all the people who are like, well, I only have an iPhone, so... So go yeah. out and film with your iPhone. I mean, did you guys hear about those kids in mm-hmm. Africa who did that, like, um, extraction? Um, I, the the Netflix original, like, they recreated the trailer yeah. in Africa. And then... Yeah, I heard it. And then... And then, like, they got seen by, uh, I don't know who, but then they got all this fancy equipment and stuff because they you actually know, they didn't, just went they didn't out care. Did they it. had a laptop that, like, took an hour to do because they were using Blender on this, like, old, old Dell topic, uh, laptop. I don't know. I can't speak. But, and, you know, it just, like, it's so cool to see people who just, like, kind of just like you know what i'm just gonna i'm just gonna do it you know mm-hmm. and then that's the only way you can learn really is just doing it so i mean with us mm-hmm. we whenever we do something we kind of just do it instead of like oh we got to get this gear first you know yeah mm-hmm. but um yeah the whole gear thing is a very uh, very big debate, but um, at the end of the day, it all depends on the filmmaking. But on on another note, um, what's up with the Oscars? Like, what's gonna happen this year? Do you guys like have an opinion on if they should be doing it or not? I mean. There have been films that have come out this year, but I think mainly for for four for about four months, five months to six months, there wasn't really anything happening in Hollywood, and I don't think I don't think there's been enough films to to get an event together and to get people out there. And if they're gonna do this cringy Zoom remote bullcrap with mm-hmm. all the actors in it, um, I I really don't want to see that. I don't want to be reminded that an Oscar was was filmed during this and that was uh broadcasted during this and that they're they're deciding on films that that were kind of kind of punched in the gut during recording um yeah it, i feel like they're just like they're gonna come up with excuses for why they nominated something like because you gotta have five per category mm-hmm. and well at least five for for all of them and for like animated movies, I can't even name five right now. Maybe, I mean, Lego Movie World, Trolls World Tour. I mean, wait, did the Lego Movie? Well, let me look no, up the Lego what movie animated movies didn't came come out this year. Crudes. I don't know if that made the cut or not, but like, it, they're just gonna come with excuses, like. And I really would rather just have. Have them really choose the best movies that came out this year. And there was going to be a lot of good movies that came out this year. But they all got canceled. And it's sad. So. Ah, man. The Oscars. It was like my Super Bowl. And I mean. Trust me. If the if the Super Bowl was like canceled. Everybody would freak out. But the Oscars. Not so much. Because uh, us filmmakers don't get our our rewards but 
Yeah. Would I mean Christopher Nolan might get his first Oscar this year. <laughs> it's it's almost sad but, that he hasn't. Yeah, right? Like the only year that you get it is when you were like the only like Oscar worthy movie that came out. He would he would not win this year. I know it. They would not give it to him. So it it's sad. Um, with the whole Oscar thing. All right, uh, let's wrap it up here. I'm gonna do. Yeah, yeah cause we've, right. we've been filming for do the an hour now. Yeah, holy cow! All right, cool. Wait, hold on. Before we do, Jacob, I know you have a YouTube channel and like you start like no, an Instagram fine. account. Do you want to plug? We those? can. I'm good. Okay. Just no, it's me. all good. Okay. Yeah, we can. <laughs> all, right. all right. Three, two, one. Thank you, everybody. Right, that three, is the three. end of the episode. This is our first guest episode with Jacob. If you want to find us at other places, you can go to our website, autowix, um, H-T-P-P-S, slash autofocus.wixsite.com, backslash autofocuspodcast. You can find us on our website and... You can find links to all of our social media if you want to get to them. Our Twitter is autofocused at autofocus55. Our Instagram is autofocuspodcast with all all under undercase and or lowercase and underscores between each word. And then you can find us on Spotify at autofocused. Um, every other podcast, every other place where you distribute your podcast or get your podcasts at autofocused. Um, find us on any other place. Uh, thank you. And this is the end of the episode. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time with our next guest. And we hope to have Jacob on next time. All right. Thank you. All right.